Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern who thinks he's a clone now, codename Legion Cub. There's always two of you just hanging around. <laughs> Every pair of jeans is a hand-me-down. Uh, the cleverest pun Weird Al ever pulled out. <laughs> uh, you, you can find us uh, at Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram, at G.I. Joe Audible on Twitter. And we have brand new shirts available on our Tee Public store. If you go to the pinned stories on Audible Interlude Podcast on uh, Instagram, we have got the new No Sleep Till Augusta Audible Interlude t-shirts that will be available until the first day of Joe Fest. That is June the 11th. So from now until June the 11th, you can order yourself a No Sleep Till Augusta shirt. And you can imagine what the design is uh, done by the incredible Slickalicious. Follow Shop Slickalicious on Instagram. Uh, go check out the Etsy store that is linked in his bio. Lots of awesome designs there. Uh, we are working on more designs, and we will also have actual physical merchandise at Joe Fest. And that is the only place you will be able to get certain items from Audible Interlude. Uh, what else have we got, fellas? Uh, not really any news to to go back on we covered everything in our live episode uh if you want to check out joe mania brother uh that was our last live stream you can find it wherever you found this episode of the podcast or on the needless things youtube channel where we are live every other monday follow that audible interlude podcast instagram account to keep up with everything that audible interlude is doing including our appearances at joe fest uh i think that's really all we've got by way of introduction uh those pinned stories on instagram are the way to get the shirts they're on sale all the time don't pay full price wait for the sale uh all the proceeds go towards this show if you guys are ready i think it is time to kick things off all right This is Rank and File Card, where we go back and take a look at the original file cards from the G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero line. We went all the way back to the beginning. We're starting in 1982, and we're going to work our way through all of the years of Joe. So we've got content for the next 742 years <laughs> of Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. Uh, this week, we have landed on... The Cobra Officer. Uh, so this is Cobra Officer. Codename, The Enemy. And I think we determined before that from the perspective of whoever wrote these file cards, which I think we've sort of casually agreed is Hawk. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, at this point in the game, all of the Cobras are just the enemy that's how we're referring to them as the enemy yeah all the the three cobras released in 82 you had officer and the trooper were the enemy and cobra commander was enemy leader and that's yes. how you would identify them 
as a hostile force if you were you know if you were leading an army uh file name unknown obviously because there are there are many different cobra officers uh grade o4 or equivalent birthplace various countries once again this is multiple uh cobra officers primary specialty infantry secondary specialty artillery and intelligence and it's interesting to me you know going in you know when i was a kid i read these and took them in and whatever and and i certainly didn't uh uh file them as much as other people did because on to, to be honest the comics and sunbow were where i i built my characters from like in my play patterns I was really using the comics and Sunbow more than I was using the file cards. The file cards, when I got the figure, I would sit down and read them. And that was probably the last time I thought of them. Uh, and looking at them now, where we're actually sitting down and really like, or, or for me anyway, I'm actually sitting down and considering them uh, from a critical standpoint for the first time ever. It's interesting to note how many of them have an artillery specialty. Mm-hmm. seems to have been very common from the ones that we've covered so far. I mean, infantry is the most common, but artillery or artillery school has been a thing that's been mentioned several times. Uh, and then intelligence, which makes sense for an officer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cobra officers are frontline fighters who lead Cobra attack units into battle. Many are also believed to be operating as spies at defense plants, nuclear power facilities, etc. All are martial arts experts, masters of disguise, deceit, and demolitions. Ah, uh, the three Ds. So let's <laughs> let's let's break this down a little bit. Uh, yeah, the th- much like Kurt Angle's uh, intensity, <laughs> integrity, and intelligence, the Cobra officers. <laughs> Are uh, the 3D guys deceit and demolitions? Yeah. There's a there's some marketing, there's a t shirt or something in there somewhere that we're going to exploit. <laughs> uh, well, and then to another wrestling reference the 3D, yeah, the deadly death drop. I'm sure all the officers are a master of that as well. Uh, so let's break this down a little bit. This This actually reads to me is almost a precursor to the crimson guard yeah that's what i was mm-hmm. thinking of too that you know that these are they're they're they just might be that guy that lives next door to you might have a blue uniform right. in his closet you know because they're they're working at your job with you right it, i mean it very much sounds like that though like the infiltration uh seems to be much more of an aspect of this than i ever knew and i'll tell you right now I am not positive that I had a Cobra officer figure when I was a kid. I did. It was my only Cobra for a while because it was the first of the first batch of figures I ever got. I had a Cobra officer. Okay. Hmm. So you know what? Now that you say that, I think I either had a trooper or an officer. I don't think that I had both and I don't remember which one I had. I didn't have a trooper. Um, I don't even. I, I I don't even know when I acquired my first trooper, but um, but I also like didn't quite understand the hierarchy. No, when no, I was no, seven years old about what a trooper no. was versus an officer was. You know what? Okay, here's what I think I had. I think I had a Cobra trooper, and I think I had the hang glider pilot. 
Because the hang glider oh. pilot has the silver cobra, correct? Well, yes, it does. Do you still have it? <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, you guys know I have now. Yeah, at yeah. some point, I'm going to need to collate my list of what I do have from when I was a kid because at different times on this show, I have said the only thing I still have is Destro. The only thing I still have is a terror is uh uh the buzzbore, and the only thing I still have is the terror drone. And it's because my brain is going in different. I have all of those things from my childhood and I need to sit down and actually take inventory, but there are very, very, very few items that I still have. Uh, and, and that is not one of them. Although. So while I do not have the one that I had when I was a kid, I do have one that came in one of the collections that I got. Uh, his his silver cobra emblem is mostly rubbed off, but this is the cobra trooper sculpt with the silver. <laughs> Most of the silver, I don't think you're even going to be able to see it. If you have any of that on there, yeah, you've you got a you figure can... that you could sell for several hundred dollars. At this really? Point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, I had a conversation with uh, somebody over the weekend who just acquired one of those. Um, with a perfect rub sign actually so one of our one of our listeners um oh okay yes and uh and and he got a fantastic deal on it um but it it had a like a pristine wow symbol on, I on would, its chest i would but say I, this... when i've ever seen them even when it's like because the thing is if it's not there you can't tell the difference between it oh, and a trooper right 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 so like if it's so completely if it's gone all... it's not it doesn't have that much value right well, my, mine is uh i would say that it's 50 percent. that's that's not bad here. it's kind of like it's kind of like the the his tank drivers that i've been uh, seeking out oh, recently yeah. dude i've got a his tank driver that there's no trace of a cobra symbol whatsoever yeah you got to be careful like i won't even handle that part of their bodies if i have one with anything left so yeah i do i do have a uh the whatever what it was he air viper what is this guy called He's got a name, right? Uh, is he Air Viper? I feel like it's I thought Air it was Viper. just I thought it was just a Cobra. Eh, I don't like know, maybe Viper pilot. Know. We'll we'll get to him eventually. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, qualified expert in AK forty seven because of course a PM sixty three machine pistol, an M sixteen, which is a little surprising because that's the good guy gun. Uh, and an Ingram M11 submachine gun. Uh, and then our quote on this one is, Cobra officers are dedicated to destroying G.I. Joe and the American way of life. Beware, they are extremely dangerous enemies. So uh, ominous. Yes. So ominous and yet so vague. Yes, and... And and so propaganda, you know. Oh yeah, 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 oh, for like, sure. They're dedicated to destroying us and the American way of life. <laughs> Which what what does that even mean? <laughs> well, in in nineteen, 19- then it was Reaganism. In nineteen eighty two, I think it was much more significant than it is in twenty twenty three. Uh so but I do I appreciate all the verbiage in this because it really does paint a picture of a sinister dangerous um the fact that they bring the kind of subterfuge into it the the disguise deceit mm-hmm. like that really does paint a different picture than just 
enemy soldier. Like this mm-hmm. one is insidious. This one is working their way into your society to undermine your very way of life. Like this, this does feel like a step up from just sort of bad guy. Yeah. I just had to jump back and look at the file card for the normal or the regular Cobra infantry. And when you read that, they, they just sound like grunts. They sound like cannon fodder. And the it's officer... literally, it's literally just enemy that doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this officer is, they're the person at the picnic that's going to wait for you to turn around and not look and then put a bullet in the back of your well, head. Well, they're going to, they're going to spend the whole company picnic palling around with you and being like, Hey buddy. Oh yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. The company. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. I know what you're talking about. The misses. And then mm-hmm. the moment you're like, you know what? This guy's all right. They're going to cut your throat. That's right. Uh, so for our, uh, our newest portion of this segment, our input from my dad, retired Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tom West, codename Mongoose, uh, his input on this file card, which, by the way, he was way into the G.I. Joe line in 1982 because of the the realism, because of how closely some of the stuff represented actual military. I remember him bringing his stuff home like he was into the line at this point. And we'll once once it diverges from reality, we'll 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 discuss his input there. Uh, but his input on this Cobra officer was. Uh, grade 04 is a major in the U.S., a relatively high rank, a field grade officer. I assume Cobra would be considered analogous to the Soviet Union, considering an early 80s time frame. And this is interesting because I I think he's probably pretty accurate with, in Larry Hama's head, this is who he was thinking of as the enemy but Cobra was treated as sort of a global terrorist organization. They were never rooted to any specific uh, country, continent, nationality. But you got to think in the 80s, that's the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, He could be similar to an officer in the KGB, uh, the Soviet counterpart to USCIA, Uh, which is an interesting thing to bring up because... Uh, again, while we don't generally think of Cobra other than Crimson Guards as being this sort of covert uh, group in that way, this file card very much suggests that. It very much suggests that sort of sleeper agent type thing. Yeah. And it, uh, it kind of makes sense with the way that Cobra was a, portrayed early in the comics, too, where they were... Yeah, I think they really expanded upon that with the, with the Crimson Guards, but there was a little bit of that in the comics. Yeah, yeah, they were they were much more insidious early on, and yeah. and again, you do have to go back to the comics because in Sunbow, obviously, Cobra is just this military organization that has crazy plots to to try and blow up Idaho or whatever. But in the comics, it was it was a very different kind of thing, and, and that's one of the reasons you know we we talked uh, about. Uh, resolute and how it really did make sense as a modern follow-up 
Wait, no, not uh, uh not Resolute Renegades. 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 Yeah. Renegades. No, we did we did not think that Resolute necessarily made a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode. Uh no, that Renegades actually really did make a lot of sense as a continuation, even though it wasn't a continuation, but it as a modernization of the concepts of G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh all right. Uh any more thoughts about the Cobra Officer? Yeah, well, pretty, pretty pretty well laid out right there in that foul card. Well, fellas, I think it is time to move on. Welcome to Beyond the 80s, where we look at some toys or some concepts that uh, weren't Always in our comfort zone of G.I. Joe, that uh, 82 through 89 era. So uh, for this year's, or for this week, uh, this week's uh, Beyond the <laughs> 80s, um, I wanted to look at something, and this was actually inspired by me being at Hoylanta uh, um, this past weekend. Um, so what I was looking at, uh, just kind of digging through some bins, and I picked up a figure that I didn't own. Uh, this was a, uh, a figure from 1997. It is a Lady J, uh, actually a V2, which oh. surprised me that Lady J V2 didn't come out till 1997. That was the only time that she was in the original line. Um, but uh, I was looking at the figures from that year, because that was when G.I. Joe put out three and three quarter inch O-ring figures for the first time, and at that point in time, three years, but at the time felt like an eternity. Um, and what they did that year was, I know we've covered the Stars and Stripes Forever pack, uh, which uh, we didn't get the best reviews from <laughs> us here on the podcast. But they also released some three digit, uh, th so some three, I can't talk today. Sorry about that. Uh, some, some... It's, it's a shame you're on a podcast. Right <laughs> I know. <now. laughs> I, I, I didn't sleep much this weekend. I, I had a lot. I had a lot of uh, of, of costuming. You were you done. were a you were a busy man. Yes, yes. But they did three team packs, and there were three packs of figures. Um, one of them was a Cobra three pack, um, and there were two Joe three packs. And I actually did buy one of these at the time. Um, so just to kind of briefly run them down, you had the Cobra Command three-pack, which had a Cobra Commander, Baroness, and Destro. You had the Arctic Mission team three-pack, which had Iceberg, Snowjob, and Blizzard. And you had the Commando team three-pack with Lady J, Snake Eyes, and Storm Shadow. And all of these were just repaints of figures that we had, you know, in the in the 80s. Um but they were done up in a lot of different colors. And it was uh, the first time we'd seen some of these characters in these colors. And a lot of times, like, it's a it's a really nice color combination on these figures, I think. Uh, really nice redecos on some of them. Some of them not so much, but, uh, but some of them I, I really, really like. Well, th this is when, when uh, I saw that you were choosing this for Beyond the 80s. This is actually near and dear to my heart because... I got whole hog back into G.I. Joe, despite the Stars and Stripes pack. Uh, I was buying all of this stuff because I so desperately wanted G.I. Joe that wasn't uh, Sergeant Savage or Extreme. So I was very excited when these, which, which, by the way, at the time, 
nobody was calling these O-rings. Right. <laughs> they were just G.I. Joes. Yes. We didn't uh, even call them uh, three and three quarter inch figures. No. We just called no. them yeah, G.I. Joes. They were just Joes, which is kind of funny, though, because uh you know the old fogies at the time still thought of the the uh, to this day 12 inch gi joes so we probably should have been referring to these as three and three quarter inch joes but i think the closest we got to that was small joes right i was just thinking small joes is how we because that website popped up around this time right uh yeah i i was loving these releases even though some of them are just not great no no uh <laughs> but we're we're concentrating on the team packs this time around we uh we might take a look at the mission packs uh and the vehicles at a later date but these team packs were first of all the packaging is very striking yes uh it is you know in in a way that wouldn't even be thought of today like this isn't reminiscent of the 80s packaging really at all. No, you had the original oh. G.I. Joe logo at the top, um, and you had the original card artwork on a lot of yeah. them. Yeah. But but it's uh you know, this the the front portion, the sticker on the front of the card, uh just the setup, the design. Like they didn't lean into the traditional look of the card art, really. They, I feel I, like these were very eye catching because it, like, I sort of see where you're going, Dave. But at the same time, to me, like, I was not into Joe at this time, but I do remember seeing these on the shelves at Toys R Us, and it was that classic artwork of the three characters on the package that always drew my eye well and yeah, then yeah. i remember looking at them and going oh these are repaints and it just and i i regret <laughs> having that attitude back then and not getting them um well they, and the, the and the artwork didn't always match which has never never been something yeah. that gi joe's been very good at because like the the one that i wound up buying i remember when i saw it at a kb toys was the Cobra Command team. Um, and it's because... Which, which is insanely off. Yes, yes. Yeah. But, like, I never had a Baroness. I never had a Destro as a kid. So, oh, wow, really? Um, I had the the first three Cobra Commanders, so I had the armored Cobra Commander, which this is a repaint of, in blue. But, of course, you've got V1 Cobra Commander in the artwork. V1 Cobra yeah. Commander with no gloves. Right, right. Baroness, now... She's a repaint of the original Baroness figure, but she's in blue like the comic. Right. So I loved that look. So I this this was a great figure to have in my collection. Destro was um, one of the later Destro figures. It wasn't the original Destro that they repainted for this one. But yeah, this is like what a nine, 91 Destro or something. Yeah. But it's um, I like I like this mold because I like yeah, yeah. the way I like how big his cowl is. I like his head is isn't ginormous on this one like it is on the original figure. Um and he's in like a crimson red with black. And so but of course doesn't look anything like the card art for any one of these three. So okay, so this Destro is a repaint of the 1992 version of Destro. Um and apparently there's a variation what 
so this is the first version of we're going to call him prophets director destro Mm -hmm. showed up in this three pack the earliest versions of this three pack included a destro now he had a silver head but he had the leopard print collar and thighs that we've come to associate with the pd destro and a pink launcher rather than the black one that came with most of the releases of this figure Mm. that is Mm. wild i did not realize this was the origination uh of that destro But it yeah. looks like this is the first time that that leopard print PD Destro showed up in this yeah, three pack. Yeah. Um, but the regular version that came in later, it looks like it was a running change uh, with the black and red. Uh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Looks good. He's got the chrome head. Uh, and then this Baroness in blue is is something, you know, it's that original Baroness mold mold but it looks great with the blue and the black boots. And if you just told me battle armor, Cobra commander, but all blue, I would think, ugh. but he actually <laughs> looks pretty good like this with the yeah. gold in the front. Yep. And they packed him in with his original hairdryer gun, not yes. the weapon that came with the, the, with the battle armor, Cobra commander. He also does not have the, uh, the hose that goes, That's- right uh, on, yeah. his, on his mouth so in, now he has a peg on the side of his head and a hole in his mouth and uh, yeah and them. that's that to me is a big weakness of this one because they could have at least filled the hole in and removed the peg mm-hmm. well does wait does he have the peg I don't actually the the peg doesn't look like it's here in the picture i'd have to go look at my actual figure but, but he's got the weird little hole in his chin yeah, but i yeah i hole. don't think he has the peg uh but i do like because I, I was never a big fan of the gun that came with the original Battle Armor Cobra Commander. It was, and this is a dumb thing to say when we're talking about G.I. Joe, <laughs> but it just looked a little too science fiction-y to me. Well, it's it's and it's just kind of generic. It just kind of uh, when yeah, you see it, it looks yeah, Buck Rogers or a, something. Yeah, it's not like you look at that and think Cobra Commander. And you know, Cobra Commander's got a very iconic weapon. So yeah, it's, I, nice, I, it's nice that they recognize that and put that back in this packaging. But yeah, I I actually like this repaint. Uh, and, and at the time, I was just happy to have. Oh, it's a, it's a Cobra Commander figure. Cool. But it, even in retrospect, I, I I dig this color scheme. It looks good. Uh, and I like that these three packs are themed. So we have the Cobra Command three pack. Yep. Um, and then we have the Arctic the, Mission yes. three pack. And with this one, we get Iceberg, uh, Snowjob, and Blizzard, although the Blizzard is a repaint of the version three Frostbite and not of the original blizzard figure and this is going to be a controversial take because i know that blizzard has a lot of fans blizzard i own two blizzard figures and i don't want either one of them (laughs) i don't know what it is i don't like that figure he does it like when because i and i was out of collecting by the time that blizzard came along but when i look at that that figure 
he doesn't fit with the, the three previous Arctic uh, troopers we'd had before. I just don't think he he matches he, the aesthetic. He looks I, there, he just taking him in. And look, I get it. And and and, and I will say I this. I think it's the helmet. The, the helmet, helmet is, is so ridiculously oversized and terrible. Um, he's practically a Battle Force 2000. And, yeah. and you got you got to understand, all three of us are in our mid to late 40s. So we're first generation real American hero guys. I appreciate the fact there are people 10 years younger than us who are coming into G.I. Joe as this blizzard was like the Arctic figure. And I'm not I'm not saying anybody's opinions about G.I. Joe are wrong because we all have our favorite things that we love. There are people who think that the original Joe figures from 82 are just boring. And you look, you're not wrong. I love them, Mm -hmm. but you're not wrong. They're boring. We're looking at them through rose colored glasses. because That was what got us into G.I. Joe. Absolutely. So we all have different perspectives and I think we can all appreciate each other's perspectives, but I actually like this blizzard more Mm -hmm. than the original blizzard. (laughs) Although I do wish they hadn't given him the same hair color as snow job. Right. Exactly. Well, but the snow, I guess the snow job does have the red beard there because there were snow jobs that had like a brown beard, but it uh, is a little weird that he comes with Baroness's rifle though. (laughs) Uh, But I like, um, I like the camo deco. Uh, just his overall look. He's got the knit cap on. I, you know what? If he just had brown hair instead of red, I think I would like him even more. Yeah. yeah. Or even blonde, anything, anything. Just don't make him the same as Snow Job because it's, we, we, we love, we love our gingers, but to have two gingers in a single three pack is a bit much, Hasbro. Yeah. As, as as speaking as a ginger, you don't want two of us around on the same. <laughs> That's right. You get, you get Noel and Sarah in the same room, and it's just too much. But I mean, actually, if if you wanted to use him as an unhooded um, snow job, snow sure, job, sure. then you're spot on. Yeah. Uh, well, so and to turn it to snow job. Uh, this is just snow jobs tooling, but it they did a weird thing with the camo on this one where it just looks like he was in a fire. Well, and they did the same thing with the iceberg figure too. They both kind of yeah. have that. Uh, just though they, they got a little dirty. Yeah, I, I honestly I would rather these, and it's so odd because Blizzard's camo looks a little more defined and intentional, although it also kind of looks like Clarabelle polka dots. <laughs> but um, Iceberg and Snowjob both just kind of look like they escaped from a burning building. It's 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 almost too subtle. <laughs> um, but that being said, I dig this Snowjob. He looks cool. I like the gray gloves and the gray boots. Um, and he has all of his accessories. They didn't scrimp on any of the snow job accessories, mm-hmm. plus a battle stand. That's the other thing. Yeah. They all of these sets came with battle stands, which is great. Well, and they were doing that by the, by the, the late night or the early nineties, they were already including stands with every figure. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. With those giant trees full of useless weapons too. <laughs> that, 
but like and the other thing too about this one is yes they also they they did use the blizzard v1 uh artwork which looks nothing like the figure they threw in but they also put the figures in uh in different spots on the card oh you're right so where it says snow job you've got your blizzard and where you got your where it says blizzard you've got your snow job wow hasbro had really (laughs) run out of f the 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 red hair threw them off yep yep oh well and you know what's even funnier is looking at this uh the blizzard in the picture has no beard whatsoever right because it's mm-hmm. again, and, it's the and honestly looks like an arctic bullet man <laughs> uh boy i don't like that blizzard uh and then finally we, uh, we have uh iceberg who is you know the that weird camo not great but the tooling and everything else like he matches the other guys i like that these guys have a team look mm-hmm. uh and just like the original iceberg for some reason he just comes with that giant rifle yeah i never understood why he doesn't have a backpack or anything something just one rifle and that's it so weird it's because they knew he was going to turn into an orca <laughs> i guess so Where why give him a bunch of accessories if he's just gonna turn into a killer whale and the rifle in this case they because the original one was white they redid it in black this time uh, which i, I, I think the, i prefer yeah but i mean the white you know made sense if it's a if, if it's trying to camouflage yeah but, but no more realistic there are no yeah there are no white guns come right. on which is another problem i have with blizzard <laughs> His weird giant white gun that's like, it looks like it's from another toy line. Uh, that, you know, I'm going to have to do a deep dive into Blizzard at some point on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Air all of my Blizzard grievances. And that's right. That's right. Uh, and then finally, uh, we have the commando team. Yes. So Lady J is the one that spurred all of this. Uh, tell us about this Lady J. So this Lady J um could be if there was a night force lady j this would be it absolutely um, yeah she's she's in uh it's 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 the original lady j figure uh except all she's in entirely in all black now the figure that i have is actually a lot darker than the pictures that are showing up on yojo.com really where she's okay. got a little bit more um a little bit more contrast but the figure I've got here is, I mean, there's just a lie, a little bit of like kind of dark gray on her, but otherwise she's almost entirely in black. And see, it's that's just... what I feel like mine is the the one on you. I think it's just the picture, like the way that it, because the one on Yojo almost looks like a light blue. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I've got the it is is a darker gray, and it's very very subtle. Okay, because I I love the the black for her coveralls but then i look at i'm assuming again what they think is like a camo effect or something and i just do not like the photos on yojo.com i do not like that toy at all so the the figures on yojo.com remind me a little bit of uh the viper figure that came out with the the rattler not the stinger but the rattler that was uh around this time which was a repaint of the stinger um where it's got very sharp contrast between colors in the uniform but i don't know if this was just variants 
uh, and they looked a little different. But, I, I uh, think it's the way this was photographed. Yeah, the one I have in hand is beautiful. Like I love yeah. this Lady J figure, and it's a good deco. Yeah. Um. So now, so now this this is what kind of led me to think about yeah maybe I should track down these three packs and actually get these on card because um yeah it's nice to have this well kind and of they're stuff. And having them on card, it's bizarre because, like you said, the art doesn't match the figures at all. Yep. It's, it's, yep. They're very odd items. Now, with this one, there's not a very good picture of... Oh, I guess there is. If you get the one that doesn't actually have the um, the figures on it on yojo.com, you can see the card art. And Lady J looks great because she looks like the original art, but they've colored her black. The other two figures don't look anything like the ones that came in the package, though. No, because in the package, you have the original Commando Snake Eyes, because mm-hmm. this is the Commando team. Yep. But the card art is Ninja Snake Eyes. Yep. And then uh, Storm Shadow. You have uh, the original figure mold, but he's got, uh, it looks like he got splattered uh, by some black paint. Uh, right. Well, it's, I mean, it's basically the paint job of the Ninja Force Storm Shadow mm. on the original figure. It's. I, it's not a bad look. No, no. I said I, I, I'm not crazy about the spots just because of how kind of random they are. I think if if it had been a little bit more consistent pattern, I'd really like it. I mean, he's um, got like a cool He's wearing Dalmatian skin. Yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, um, but he does come with, I appreciate he's got all of the original accessories. Uh, he's He's got the backpack, the bow, the nunchucks, uh, the wakizashi, and the katana. Got the battle stand. Like, I... It annoys me when they reissue a figure, but it does not have the original accessories. Like, right. if they had given him an Uzi, I would be really mad right now. Yeah. But and much he's... like with the Lady J figure, um, I mean, with Storm Shadow, all the original accessories were black anyway, but the Lady J figure, all the accessories were black. So that's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, to match them up to the figure. And she also comes with the backpack, the javelin, and the camera, like mm-hmm. all the original yep. stuff. Uh, and then the commando snake eyes as opposed to the ninja that's on the card art uh same thing comes with oh no wait oh what he's got the ninja accessories he's got the version two that's not even what is that that's footloose's backpack (laughs) he's got footloose's backpack snake eyes version two sword the baroness's rifle the baroness's (laughs) rifle and I don't think that's even a Snake Eyes submachine gun. I think uh, that's somebody else's. It looks it looks like the like the like the Snake Eyes SMG. Uh, yeah, is uh, it? Yeah, I, I mean, okay, we'll we'll go with that for now. It could be the one that came with Law and Order, but I think it's the one that was because the, the the Steeler and the Snake Eyes one were the same weapon, and it looks like that. It one. looks the same. All right. I mean, I just am looking at the Commando Snake Eyes, and it very much looks the same. Okay. All right. So at least he maybe has a Snake Eyes Uzi. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. Weird. weird. I mean, not, not terrible, but odd in that why not give him the the Ninja Snake Eyes backpack so he can at least store his sword while he's holding the Uzi and the Baroness rifle. Yeah. But I love the Snake Eyes because I know oh, it looks great. I know part of the appeal of the original Snake Eyes is because he's he's cast all in black. He has no paint apps, but 
the paint apps on this are fantastic because he is all black except for he's got the web gear is dark gray the visor is dark gray he's got the pockets and he's got the silver um the gr- silver grenade and the silver belt buckle so just a little bit of splash uh, and it's uh, he's all neutral colors they didn't like throw some bright orange on him anywhere right right um, well this is very much like uh the toy fair exclusive scarlet and snake eyes two-pack that they did yeah uh, where he he got some more color and it just it looks good it looks good I you know the original all black snake eyes of course it's cool but I do like the painted detail as well. Yep, yep. They they even put the uh, they even put timber in his um, <laughs> on his file card with this one apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's three three packs. All three of them to me have value. Um, not just as oh these look like cool figures but just as a novelty of the era yeah uh these are definitely things that uh i'm glad that like i said i went whole hog back into joe after that stars and stripes set or uh, despite that stars and stripes (laughs) set uh so this this was you know from 97 until well really since 97 i've been collecting because it went all the way up through when 25th anniversary started uh if I had seen these on the shelf before the Stars and Stripes set, I probably would have been a buying G.I. Joe again, like right away. But that Stars and Stripes set put me off. And, and the, which is understandable because boy, is it bad. Yeah. And now it's time for Instruments of Destruction, where we take a look at a G.I. Joe vehicle or playset across all of its many forms, toy, media, you name it. Uh, So for today's pick, uh, as a kid, besides just being into vehicles, I also was the odd child that was very much into the carrying cases for vehicles. Um, I loved the artwork on them, even more so if a vehicle doubled as a carrying case that you could put all your figures in. So that is why my pick is the Amphibious Personal Carrier, also known as the APC. Fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe is attacking. We're outnumbered. G.I. Joe to the rescue. The G.I. Joe personnel carrier holds 28 members of the G.I. Joe team. Let's go. Go get the new members of the G.I. Joe team. Here's torpedo and tripwire. Get the Joe team aboard and move them out. G.I. Joe. The G.I. Joe personnel carrier holds 28 Joe team members, each sold separately from Hasbro. So the APC was released in 1983, also sold in 1984. And even though it wasn't on shelves anymore in 1985, uh, it was available through MailAway until 1990. So um, I don't know if you guys had it, but this was a very common vehicle amongst me and all of my friends. That had 
that collected Joe. So, uh, basically, it, it it is exactly like it says. I mean, it's an amphibious truck, uh, and it's got a cannon on it. It the canopy comes off, and you could fit um, all your Joes sitting down on it. It came with a quote-unquote seatbelt piece that I don't think I even kept shortly after opening the box. Um, nor do I think any of my other friends kept it. But basically, you could store all your Joes inside of it. Uh, it you know, it could go land it could go water um for me as a kid i know that is a canopy top but because the toy was a hard plastic i always treated it as an actual solid top to provide more cover from enemy fire um so yeah so yeah i had the apc when i was a kid um to me the seatbelts were uh analogous to the darth vader carrying case if you remember uh the star wars darth vader carrying case had those black things Mm -hmm. that pegged in the same way that these seatbelts did now i never really thought of this as a carrying case to me this really almost replaced the mobat as joe's Mm. big armored tank type vehicle because one it just looks cooler it fits at the time i think every joe you could put in it yeah but i think yeah. in 83 every yeah. joe was available one two three uh, yeah. um 16. and the like you said the top comes off the front comes off i've got i do, obviously i don't have my original apc but i've i do have a matter of fact when i started rebuilding my vintage collection this was the first vehicle i bought because this was to me this was almost like an early mobile command center because it's such a big piece and it's so it's it's honestly very versatile because it's a troop carrier, but it's a cool looking armored vehicle. In the comics, it featured very heavily in the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, and it just looks awesome. Like it's the olive drab, but it also has the camo tan canopy, uh, the cannon. Like everything about this, it's 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 funny because it's so very basic. It's early in the line. But it's also one of the coolest Joe vehicles ever made. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's so tough. So, yes, like if if you're seeing these out there, like you know, you you might you might be missing the canopy, the gun, the tabs break off of those quite a I bit. Do, you steering wheels do. are, but but yeah. the the base of this thing, the chassis, this thing, they're almost all intact at this point. Everyone well, even, that, that that survives, even the turret and the canopy. The, I I would I would say seventy five percent of the time you get the exterior of this vehicle as it's supposed to look. Yep. 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 
it's yeah, the, the just, things you're going to be missing are going to be the steering wheel and those seat, and the belts. seat belts. Well, and the seat belts have the same problem that like the Wolverine's tow cables do, where they shrink over time. So oh. even if you have one, it you, you don't want to peg it in because it's going to put stress on the tabs. But yeah, it is very easy. Now, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna pay what 60, 65 bucks for one, something like that. But you can get an APC in good condition for your collection. Mm-hmm. It's and and as Christian was pointing out, it was available from eighty three to ninety. There are a lot of them out there. Yeah, and this was uh, this was the vehicle that if any of my friends play with GI Joe. They had this. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I yes. had this. Uh, so they were they were very common. Um, I know you mentioned that you didn't really think of it as a carrying case, but like I did to this. To this like I figured out pretty quickly. Oh, the bumper on the back is a handle. Right. Right. Um, but but this wasn't like a unique thing because like you had the the Imperial Troop Carrier that Star Wars created. Yeah, yeah. That was just for the toys. This wasn't something out of the movies. Uh, they had the Battle Bones for Masters of the Universe, so it was great because they were. It's like this is something that you can play with. It's but it's also something that stores your 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 figures. Yeah. yeah when yeah. you went to your friend's house, uh, I don't know if you guys were as meticulous as me. Um, I mean, minus the seatbelts, because, again, you had to take the seatbelt part completely on and off, as opposed to, like you mentioned, the Darth Vader carrying case. You could at least slip those figures. Right, right, right. Yeah, Um, Yeah, with this, you had to. But you're all strapped in at one time. Right. But I, you know, the foot had to be on the, the foothole had to be on the peg. Like they went in a certain order so i I did not take my joes to my friend's house so this the 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 need for a carrying case was not even there for me well here here was what my deal was um i had an older friend named peyton who had like i had everything joe but he really had everything joe he had like the the listen and play tripwire like he literally had everything and his uh before my dad finished our basement he had a finished basement and i would go over to his house and he just constantly had cobra set up on one side of their basement room and this is like completely finished basement like total living room and G.I. Joe set up on another side. Uh, he had the Intellivision set wow. up, the TV with the Intellivision with the like plugged in, you know, controllers mm-hmm. with the phone cords on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like he had all the Joes. So I didn't need to bring my Joes to his house. And this is like at the time, this was kind of the only guy I was really hanging out with a whole lot. So I I didn't need a Joe carrying case. So that that's the reason I never thought of this that way. Um, mm. So it literally was just a vehicle for me. Uh, but I did. I mean, I loved it. I loved this thing. It was like I said, it replaced the Mobat because the, Mo- the Mobat, as much as it's iconic, as and as much as I I would be very very curious to see what a Haslab classified Mobat might look like. The Mobat is a big 
clunky, not very fun toy. It just is. Whereas this thing, this thing rolls around freely, holds a ton of Joe's, has the cool translucent smoked windows in the front. Uh, just looks like a big battering ram of a vehicle. Uh, this mm-hmm. this is an awesome toy. And the the clever thing too they did with that front part. So the the canopy that goes over the driver and the passenger seat just lifts up. It doesn't tab in or anything. It's just yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. in there mm-hmm. and it's held in place when you put the the cover on the back. Yeah. So so that's that's that was always a nice touch because you you don't get parts broken because of that. Uh, less less pieces that get broken off over time. And it, I used to do the same thing when I got my, um, what was it? The Rebel Transport vehicle carrying case where, you know, as a kid, it's a little hard to be a completist because uh, sometimes you're at the mercy of mom and dad. Um, but I loved being able to put my figures in there and then, you know, not have the canopy on and just sit there and look and just be like, this is, yeah, here are this all the is what I have. Oh, and here's what I'm missing. Like every oh, yeah. time another figure got added and a seat got filled, that was a big deal. Well, I mean, it's almost like a display. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, so there are other versions of this APC that I desperately want to own but will never pay the money for (laughs) uh there is a later mail order version that has a dark green canopy rather than the sort of desert camo that i think looks awesome even though it's just all olive drab and kind of one of the characteristics of the apc is that desert camo canopy yeah. I love this dark green one. I just think it looks so cool. Uh, but then you also have the Night Scrambler, which is the Night Force version. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's black with a gray canopy, red cannon, and red hubcaps. That looks really cool. Aside, white paper stickers. More... Aside from the yeah. paper stickers, <laughs> uh, if if I worked and and look, I'm sure this thing sells for hundreds of dollars because all of the Night Force stuff is ridiculously expensive. But if I were magically able to have an unstickered Night Scrambler, I would order APC stickers from uh, Toy Hacks and put mm-hmm. them on it. <laughs> I would not use these awful paper stickers. I'd be throwing Cobra stickers on there. Ah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah like, okay. It's like a crimson, because okay. uh, it's got mm-hmm. the red wheels and the red gun. So it could be a Crimson Guard vehicle. Um, And then the APC, a.k.a. CUDA. Mm-hmm. This is a convention exclusive. Oh, okay, okay. I was trying to figure out exactly what this one was. The 1994, the mail order APC was available as the convention exclusive coastal unit defense amphibious transport, uh, which included Cutter as a driver. And I, let me just tell you how inappropriate this Cutter looks for this vehicle. Uh, <laughs> but maybe, maybe we'll talk about but that some other he's, day. He's DEF Cutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I like every version of this vehicle, but the original is for sure the best. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, it's a, a, as cool as it is to see it with that, with the green, um, having the contrast, having that, the, the, the tan with the camouflage pattern on top is what really is what draws you, draws your eyes to this thing. Yeah. If I, if I'm only going to have one, the one that I've got is the one that I want to have, but I would like to have the other ones. Do you want to not... play the original retail game? Oh yeah. What is our original retail on this one? I don't uh, even, my God, I, I looked. So what's your guess? Um, well, I, I looked too. I blew okay. it. Christian, so, did you look? I did. Yeah. So we'll just know what eight ninety nine. Good so, Lord. That's a lot of toy for $9, right? <laughs> No, no figure, and I realize that the figures gave them a little bit of a premium price, but I mean, still, the size of this thing, this was the biggest vehicle, aside from the Sky Striker, that they put out at this point, because I think it's, I mean, longer than the Mobat. Oh, oh for, sure. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is a large vehicle. I mean, it, it's, look, th- this, I was stoked to have this thing when I was a kid. I loved it. It, it was, like I said, this was my central Joe piece a- at the time. Uh, all right. Well, that is uh, the APC. We love it. Uh, I don't necessarily know if I would want a, a classified APC, <laughs> but not. if they wanted to make an Optimus Prime APC, I'd be all about that. That's that's it. That could happen mm. if you're gonna if you're gonna do an Optimus. That's that's a potential. That's a that's an Optimus option. There you go. This is America's Elite, where we take a look at one figure or character from the history of G.I. Joe and all the different versions that came out and determine which one is the elitist of the elite. And this time around, uh, Big Ben has been pretty big in the news lately, fellas. So why don't we take a look at this character that that uh, his original version came out after I think we were all out of Joe, although Christian uh you you had the whole little brother thing going on yeah. at the time do you remember this original big ben no <laughs> okay so no uh, wacky big... colors there so uh, yeah, right 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 uh so big ben version one is the sas fighter uh pretty cool looking figure but i'll, I'll tell you honestly if i had been collecting joe at, at the time the thing that would have stood out to me is the fact that he's british i well i i remember going into like a Kmart or something around this time. And I would, even though I wasn't collecting any toys, I would still sometimes go down the toy aisle and just see what was out there. And I remember picking this figure up um, and thinking, why are there not Americans in GI Joe? It just seems strange <laughs> to me. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll get to my first recollection of big Ben actually in, in a couple of, of uh, couple versions down the road. But just looking at this one from 1991, I I was such a huge fan of rock and rolls, uh, bullet bandoliers. So to bring them up on another character that also had camo face paint, also had a satchel with two actual little grenades in it. <laughs> like if he had come out a few years earlier, this would have been one of my favorite figures. Yeah. 
I mean, he's uh, at the time, you know, because when we think about 90s Joes, we think, all right, lots of gaudy colors, unrealistic things. Mm -hmm. But I mean, this this figure would have fit in just fine in 1985. Well, and that and, and, you know, we we do kind of generalize 90s Joes is that neon ugly colors or whatever. That's not really fair because there are a ton of great figures like Big Ben that happened in the early 90s. Uh, but yeah, I just I had no awareness of this guy whatsoever. And and not only the crossed bandoliers, the grenade satchel, but the the cool machine gun with the bipod. Like mm-hmm. he is this is absolutely an awesome figure that I would have loved, like you said, in like 1985. Mm-hmm. Uh the greens look cool. The the fact that the flaps on his hat are white. Because he's he's got the uh, I don't know what this hat is called. I want to call it a deer stalker. I know that's not correct because that's the Sherlock Holmes hat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the flaps are tied up to the top. They've got it's the like white a Cossack, on them. Cossack hat sort of. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, whatever it is. Uh, he's got the stirrup or the, or the spats rather on his boots with that. Like great, great figure. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like um, stirrup, like stirrups and spats. I always liked uh, figures that had stirrups or spats. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that look is cool for whatever reason. Uh, well, it's cool on military guys. Maybe not as cool on moms in the nineties. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this first big bin is great and definitely on my list of stuff I need that I did not have when I was a kid. Yeah. Like if I see him in the wild. I'm buying him. Well, it's and like the greens look fantastic. And the fact that you have like a few different greens that go well together, they don't clash. Yeah. But what's yeah. really striking is how how much the the gold on those uh on those those bullets that are around his neck, on those bandoliers, how much they pop against that green, especially mm-hmm. with the black band. Like it's just such a good look there. Yeah, he he is an awesome design. Uh, and a great um, face paint because he's got he has brown eyebrows and then black pupils to go with his black uh, face paint. Yeah, well, and paint. and he's got a good portrait too. Like his mm-hmm. facial structure is unique and recognizable. Everything about this figure, he he's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then we get in 1993, we get the second version of Big Ben, which is just a repaint, but. I gotta say, I really like this one too. It's very, very different. Uh, red themed rather than green themed. Uh, he was in in an international action force four pack, uh, which also included Big Bear, Budo, and Spirit. Which I gotta tell you, just from hearing about this four pack, I love it. He does uh, not have the cool weapon though. No, he he's got uh, what is that a rifle? Yeah, what is that rifle though? Whose is that? Is that uh, that's not Frostbites, is it? No, it's no, not Frostbites. Frostbites is an M sixteen. I uh, I've got this. I've got this rifle somewhere in my yeah, bin. So oh, uh, t- it's Tunnel Rat. Oh, is that Tunnel Rats? It's uh, Tunnel Rats rifle. Okay, um, that giant scope. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I mean, it's a cool rifle, and look. Yeah, he doesn't come with a grenade satchel. He doesn't come with a cool backpack. But I just for whatever reason, I dig this deco. And maybe it's because it's a little reminiscent of Special Mission Brazil. 
mm-hmm. the the reds kind of bring that to mind uh i like this figure as well i don't i i don't love it as much as the first one just because of the accessories but again if i found this in the wild i would definitely want to pick it up mm-hmm. i like this one very cool uh, all right, so in 2000, this was my introduction to Big Ben uh, because I was actively collecting G.I. Joe again at this point. Uh, he came in a two-pack with Snow Job. Well, sorry, Whiteout. Whiteout. Oh, you're right, you're, you're right, right, Whiteout. <laughs> um, so this is definitely like an Arctic look for Big Ben, which I think could very easily be translated classified. We know we're getting a night force big ben uh but this arctic look could very easily be done as well and he came with all the original accessories except for the bipod for the rifle although you know what that's not even the same rifle what whose rifle is that i reckon that is i think that is the same rifle because it still has that uh well still got that handle at the top oh you're right you're right it just doesn't have the bipod yep but it is the same rifle well, uh, and, they, he, and they redid the backpack and the satchel in white. But what's cool is it looks like the satchel still has a like a tan strap mm-hmm. uh, with the white satchel. So that's kind of a neat look. Yeah, and the black grenades. Um, I've I've got this figure. I love this figure. And at the time I got it, this one came out in two thousand. At the time I got it, this was a brand new figure slash character to me, um, and I I just thought it was awesome. I the deco on it it's that weird thing they were doing at the time where it was like it's white but dirty mm-hmm. uh but it's just what it was it's what they were doing then so I kind of didn't think anything of the like it's an arctic guy but dipped in mud or whatever this look is supposed to be uh so yeah I I really really love this figure I'm glad I've got it but I need that original Big Ben. Yeah, I. So since you have this one, because I really am digging this version of him. Yeah. Um. But at least the photo I'm looking at, the bullets on his bandolier do not look to be painted with the gold paint that version one. No, they're, one they're has. not. No. Uh, see, I feel like that's what it needs to make it perfect, because it just I, doesn't have that. That. Pop. That would definitely plus it up, but, uh, you know, I, I, this, I don't know that golden bullets are necessarily a thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> like he, in person, this figure looks great. Okay. Uh, and is definitely not, look, I'm not going to lie. I would prefer if it were a pure white rather than this, like rolled in the mud white that Hasbro went with, but. It's still great looking figure. And uh I, I'm actually in the process of trying to figure out where to get my early two thousands Joes in my collection right now. They're they're in a bin, but they need to be out because because of figures like this. Uh version four, which I do not own, but is yet another just awesome version of Big Ben yes yeah i'm digging this the paint on this one I, look okay i like this you, more than the second one where oh, do yeah, you guys land 
on the G.I. Joe logo being printed on the thigh because that was definitely a thing that was happening in 2002. I hate it. It's dumb as heck, but I love it. It's amazing what a little hydrogen peroxide (laughs) or a little bit of acetone can do to my collection. I, I don't know what it is. It's the stupidest thing ever. Look, this is almost as dumb. Um, Noel, I know you'll remember this. Do you remember when Jack Specific, uh, when they had the WWF license, was doing the signature series figures mm-hmm. where it was a, like gold dust? It was the gold dust figure, but it would have the gold dust signature on the thigh of the figure. Yeah. This is mm. that stupid. And yet, for some reason, I kind of <laughs> like it. Uh, but other than that, the, the deco on this one is phenomenal. Yeah. This and might actually be my favorite Big Ben of the ones we've talked about those so far, aside from the thigh mm. stamp. Now, this one doesn't come with a backpack, though. It However, doesn't, but... It comes with Snowjob's rifle. Right. And, well, and it has... Look, the backpack is great and all. But I would say the signature Big Ben accessory is the satchel and, gr- and the grenades. Yeah, yeah. That is the thing that he must include to be a successful Big Ben figure. And this one was packed with the Alley Viper V5. And as I was talking about it on our, was it the previous episode, um, that has that different uh, yes. shield with the oh, Cobra. Yes. This is that shield. Uh, so this is well, and what's funny about this is the you know the these are classic O ring figures, but these are part of the GI Joe versus Cobra collection. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great two pack, an awesome Big Ben. Uh, this is just good stuff. Uh, all right, two thousand, also two thousand two Big Ben version five, because at the time Hasbro not only was repainting everything, but was literally including the same two figures in <laughs> repainted packs. So this is a repainted Big Ben with a repainted Alley Viper. Uh, while of course, I... my, my biggest gripe with both of these, were I collecting at the time, is packing in a single character figure with a troop builder. Uh, yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> that's definitely annoying. Um, I don't think this is a bad repaint, but I also don't, I didn't buy this one at the time. Uh, I don't, it, it's not awful, but I don't really like it. This, this would the, be the one that I would put on like the whale or some sort of seafaring vessel. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I, and the thing is like, he's got individual colors, like the individual colors on him. I don't mind that much, but I just don't think they go well together. Like, yes. I don't think that that baby blue, uh, top he has goes with the green hat or the gray pants. Like none of it just looks right together. I actually, I would say, I don't mind the baby, baby blue and the green, his pants, which, which to my eye are more of a, of a, a drab Brown if they were a dark gray I think this would look better 
Yeah, um, and he's wearing like, and he's wearing like white spats. Yeah, the white spats shoes. are awful. There's so he no... looks like he's gonna go like, uh, like, like he's a 1930s gangster in Chicago. <laughs> With... <laughs> he looks like he he looks like he's about to start singing "Putting on the Ritz." Right. <laughs> when you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Yeah, this one, like I said, I don't. I don't hate it, but I don't need it. I don't. I, I have no desire to own this version. And this is the first one we've gotten to where I'm just like, I don't need it. Uh, and also, he does have the satchel and the grenades. Yeah. So he does have the critical big bin components. Next up, I think we're going to have the the probably <laughs> what we all agree is the dud of the bunch. Uh. This is version six came out in 2003. Uh, he is the driver of the GI Joe road rebel, which I had to look up because I did not buy this hunk of junk. Uh, the figure is reminiscent of the design of big Ben, sort of, but it's unfortunately one of the latter day O-ring style figures that has the giant upper body, the bad arms. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, they they use the same head, but they put them on the general tomahawk body, essentially. Yeah. What they did here. It's it's just I don't like the colors. I don't like the look of it. The vehicle he comes with is absolutely horrible. Good Lord, I just saw the vehicle. <laughs> It's and you bad. all know I like me some vehicles that are out there, and that is awful. It's it's, it's really bad. Uh, for for the listeners, I strongly suggest you go to Yojo and look up the Road Rebel. It's uh, it's it's bad stuff. This <laughs> this was not a good era of GI Joe. Uh, so let's move on. For 12 years later, we get the next and and most recent until the classified version comes out version of Big Ben. Uh, he was unfortunately or perhaps fortunately a collector's club figure. Uh, he shipped along with the Crimson Guard Immortal and Frostbite. Uh, this is Big Ben version seven, a 25th anniversary style Big Ben. And uh, well... He's got mm. some good accessories. The paint looks good. But the figure looks like some kind of bad marionette. Yeah, and the 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 removable bandoliers. That's what's killing terrible. it. When when yeah. people when people talk about the bad proportions and and poor aesthetics of the 25th anniversary. This figure is a perfect example of what they're talking about. This is just an ugly figure. I uh, okay. All right, twenty fifth guy. I, I, right. Well, here, uh, I dude, it's bad. minus the bandoliers. Look I at his legs. I, He's got <laughs> giant clown legs. Yeah. I guess maybe I'm just so used to it because that's what I collect. <laughs> But the he's, bandoliers are just so so bad. Like so him with all and... his accessories on just make him 
a not good figure. So maybe it is with all those accessories off, I'm going, oh, that's such a huge improvement. But that even it's with the sort of blinding me to his flaws. Even with the accessories off, though, he has the horrible ab joint. He's got mm-hmm. big like pantaloons with knee pads. Like this is his head looks great. He's got a good portrait. The hat is good. The face camo is good. But I, this is just not a good figure. But he comes with great accessories. Although he, mm-hmm. he well, he's got grenades. However, he cannot put his grenades in his satchel. Yeah. He's got, um, uh, is that a, is that just a repaint of the, I think that is just of the uh, tunnel rat. Yeah. Satchel. Yeah, I think so. And that's probably, I think that's tunnel rats machine gun too. Oh yeah, I believe you're right. Although no, no, that's new. Is that new? Okay. Yeah, that's that's a new different thing. It's ugly. I, I don't. I'm not as familiar with the with the 25th accessories. So, uh, all right. So that is all of the big bins thus far. We do not yet have a classified series big bin in hand, though we know it is coming, uh, and looks pretty awesome. So, out of the ones we discussed from 1991 to 2015, we've got to pick out the best big bin of them all uh i'll go first and i gotta say that 1991 original i i very badly want that in my collection i love the look of that figure the greens look great the accessories are awesome and it it, you know as noel said it looks like it could have been an 85 86 figure i i Mm. love that big bin i think it's the best one we looked at yeah uh, Christian, yeah. Christian is. I I am in one hundred percent agreement with you. Okay, that that version three is awfully, awfully close. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, I dig it. I dig it. The the that version one is just sharp. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean one, three, and four are all really good figures. Um, but yeah, there's nothing that's gonna beat that that V one. And and I normally when I'm saying that it's coming from a point of nostalgia. Because it's like this is the toy I had as a kid, right, but I never right, had this right. as a kid, and I, yeah. I never had any attachment to this character. Mm-hmm. It's just the one that looks the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right, well, that is Big Ben. Uh, we'll soon enough have uh, the classified release, and I'll be reviewing it on the Needless Things YouTube channel. This is Knowing is Half the Babble, where each of us get a little bit of time to talk about anything we want that may not even be G.I. Joe related. Christian, why don't you kick us off this time? Okay, well, uh, if you've been listening for the last, what, maybe a couple of months, uh, you'll know that um, I've had Dusty sitting in my pile of loot at Big Bad for a very long time because all the reviews for him, it, it, it just hasn't been a lot of love right. for him. Um, but I finally had my pile of loot shipped. So I did finally get Dusty. And uh, yeah, I had to do uh, some boiling water to kind of reshape his helmet so it would sit on his head better. 
Um, maybe it's because of all of the dislike I kept hearing online for him. I don't love him, but he's not as bad as everyone makes him out to be to me. It's boring sort of compared to the other figures. Um, but I was actually very pleasantly surprised at how much I, I have enjoyed him. So that's just my short babble. Fair enough. I, I, uh, I don't hate him. I don't love him. He's there. Yeah. He's fine. Same thing. When you said boring, that's the description I would use. There's just nothing special about the figure. Um, uh, My battle is pretty basic, maybe a little early, but I wanted to go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, I feel like we need something bold for San Diego Comic-Con this year. Uh, last year, we, essentially, Dr. Mindbender was our Comic-Con and while he's cool, like I want, you know, Hasbro used to do this mind blowing stuff for San Diego Comic-Con. We got all those Transformers crossovers pack, crossover packs. Um, I just want something exciting and big that feels like a convention exclusive and not like, oh, this is a deluxe figure that we're just happening to happening to sell during comic-con season uh and you guys all know i'm talking about special mission brazil mm. <laughs> but but for real seriously like i would really like for hasbro to come up with something special this year now we've got leaks uh that are supposedly a uh, crimson baroness with crimson tomax and zamot that you know that's kind of cool, but it's not really Comic-Con exciting to me. I would yeah. like to see something that felt like an exciting, must-have, different, like, give us uh, Dreadnoughts in, in like, Dreadnought assault colors. Like, something weird and crazy. <laughs> something exciting. Not just a... Well, here's a deluxe figure, and we're going to call it the Comic Con exclusive. I'd just like to see something special. Hmm. Noel, what's your babble? My babble actually is inspired by our most recent live stream, which was uh, Joe Mania, brother. So when when we were talking about uh, coming up with ideas of wrestlers cast as characters from GI Joe, so when I was a kid. I kind of had to do the reverse because I got a Bendy's wrestling ring when I was a kid. Oh, and the worst toy wrestling ring ever made. The Just it, Toys. It, uh, was it Just Toys or was yeah. it LJN? I thought it was an LJN one. Oh, well, now there were LJN Bendy's too. The LJN yeah. one was like the pyramid, right? Uh, LJN one. Uh, I mean, it was like it was it was a wrestling ring that was almost scaled to GI Joe figures because the, the the Bendy's figures are about four inches tall. Okay, okay. So I had that, and I had all my GI Joe figures, and I had Sergeant Slaughter, and Sergeant <laughs> Slaughter became the champion of the GWF. Now G stood for GI Joe, <laughs> but it also stood for Global Wrestling Federation. Whoa, and I'm really mad. And I love the late Joe Petticino and Bonnie Blackstone, but they later stole my name for a 
a, a wrestling federation in Texas a few years later. Yeah. So I had to change the name in my ongoing headcanon at that time and come up with a storyline for why. But basically, not, not to be confused with Jeff Jarrett's Global Force Wrestling. Right, right, which is a whole different thing altogether. So basically, I had to go through all of my G.I. Joe figures that I had at the time, and this was what, probably 86 when I first did it, and assigned them imaginary wrestler character names. Oh, man. And some of the ones that stood out as being like the big stars, um, my Dr. Mindbender, his name was Kareem, and he was from Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Crankcase was Big Jim McDaniel, and he was kind of like the lovable giant who later turned evil. Bazooka, his name was Loverboy Louie because he had that gorgeous mustache. Wow. And he was from Paris, France. Uh, Barbecue was the Towering Inferno, and he was one of my big, like, hot baby face characters. Uh, the Crimson Guards, I had, I had two as a kid, and the later I got a third one. They were the Red Terminators, and they were a masked tag team who used subterfuge by swapping out. And later they added a third member, so they could even add a third one into the group. But later on, my bigger stars came out when I got figures in 87. Because if I got a new Joe figure, they factored the Joe play, but they also joined the GWF. Big Boa became the biggest star of all. His name was Stan Lariat. And he was this big jacked guy who looked like big boa because that's what he looked like except that he had a normal head in my head cannon and then later armored cobra commander in 88 he became iron man davids and he was <laughs> or i guess he was 87 as well he was like the big star for a while the big mega monster heel so um yeah that was that was a lot of fun uh for and i actually carried on these stories not playing with gi joe's but like still like would like kind of write out my little wrestling storylines for years based on these G.I. Joe figures. So that just all that kind of came back to me as we were discussing casting wrestlers at G as G.I. Joe's. I spent a lot of my young years casting G.I. Joe's as wrestlers. That is the greatest babble of all time. <laughs> right? and we, will, we will never top it. You guys, uh, thank you so much. For sitting down and talking about G.I. Joe. Our music is by Andy Sanford of electricminnowmusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast, on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. Christian, where can we find those wonderful pictures you do? You can find me on Instagram and Flickr.com under the name Legion Cub. Uh, Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about the finest? The finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming club, and uh, we want you to uh, join us and help us raise money for a great organization called Canines for Warriors. Check out thefinestcc.com and check out the Finest Recruitment Center on Facebook if you've ever considered dressing up like your favorite G.I. Joe. Well, that is all we've got time for this week. As we all know, there is nothing better than talking about G.I. Joe. As always... Yo, Joe. Cobra.
You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.